just a game. This here is my life, it's just my life. Cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put them on me, cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put them on me, put the cameras on me, yeah. I'm coming clutch, no stick shift. Ozone is my witness, and I count like icons. Keep your eyes on the mistress. Wait, what is this? A lot of pressure on me, but Hello, everybody. Live from a toasty day in Koreatown, Los Angeles, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller, also known as the Lakeside Stank. How you feeling? <laughs> Great. It's just very, very humid. What is going on? I'm not paying for this, California. Very conducive to the mosquito activity. Oh, Aedes aegypti. <laughs> Aedes aegypti! Ah, guys, we're having problems over here. California has turned into a southern state suddenly. Turned to swamp country. It's, it's, it's swamp land, and I don't appreciate it for one. I sure don't. You, you. <laughs> but baby, Jerry Jones does because it's time to get paid in the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of information going down in the NFL, and you know what? We're just going to jump right into it because that's where we need to start. What in the hell is going on with Antonio Brown? Dino lost it. What, Dino? Business is booming. You got thirty million guaranteed. Business has boomed. He's filling himself, obviously. Oh, he's filling himself. But you know what? I don't like about his debt. It makes him look like he was the bad guy in Pittsburgh. And I don't it sure does. It, it, it that's and that's More exactly so the way it works. Uh huh. And I think that and Ben has already come out and apologized for his part. Nobody it. cares. Yeah, but nobody cares now. Now it looks like he's the monster. That's it. Looks like he was always the monster. Look like he's Igor. He's, <laughs> it does. Looks like he's it. Looks like he's Pennywise. <laughs> Pennywise the clown. <laughs> And it's a it's unfortunate. So now that what they're saying is he got into it with general manager Maycock today, freaking Mike Maycock, dude. And you know what it feels like, though? It just feels like the Raiders knew what it was going in, or at least they had an idea of what it was. No question. When you watch Hard Knocks, the HBO special, it feels as though John Gruden is doing literally everything he can to get Antonio Brown on the field to catch footballs. I mean, I don't know if you've watched it or not. But I have. He, he has. He he has. John Gruden. I mean, even when he talks about him off, you know, when AB isn't elevating. Oh man, he can't wait. AB. Yeah. AB. <laughs> and I don't mean it that bad. <laughs> hey, uh, we got uh, this guy Brown's coming out. <laughs> Any news on Brown? Tony O playing today? How you feeling, man? You look good. You look good. He should have thought about that before he signed him up. You know what? He comes with baggage. Well, but this is, it seems like they thought about that and their strategy was to, you know, give him a lot of leeway for his ego and so on and so forth. And he's really taking it to the limit. You look at the cryotherapy thing, clearly AB or nobody else wants those problems on his feet. That's off the top. Nobody wants frostbite on their feet. Not that I know of. From cryotherapy. I don't or want anything on trench my Trench warfare or anything. Not right. even in socks and shoes. Compression. Compression. Oh, compression socks. I, I had a feeling you wanted something on compression. your feet. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and, and you know, the whole helmet fiasco made things worse. And he was crying about the helmet two more times since then. Yeah. And the GM's been down there, even on Hard Knocks. You'll watch. He's asking, hey, uh, when is AB going to be here? He, then he told him he's going to have to either piss or get off the pot, you know? Yeah. And he never he never came through. And he came through and played games about he the helmet. through. Well, see, this is – I feel like there's not a, enough being said right now about what happened yesterday. Because yesterday the Raiders fined AB for missing practice, and I think he's been fined. Two he got fined twice. Yeah, once for missing practice and once for missing a walkthrough. Uh, and so they find him for missing it. And AB then in turn put up a post on social media that says, "When your own team is a bunch of haters, when your own team doesn't want you to succeed." 
And now this became, I do believe this is the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, because he because called his own team out. Right. I don't see any positive coming out of that. Right. Basically, you're, you're at that point, you're kind of just saying I'm above the fray regardless of the situation. Being a prima donna. You got to eat that 40 or 50 G's for just not showing up. Not that it's not a lot of money, but not that relative, you did that. You have to be responsible. You, you did that. And also relative to the $30 million you got guaranteed, that 30 I, And now that 30 has got a big question mark next to it. Now that 30 has a question mark because they're right. talking about that. They're talking about this. So after that, then today, apparently, I can't wait for the for the word to come out on what happened. But they're saying today that A.B. and Maycock got into it at practice or on the field. Ready to lay hands on him. He was going to put those paws on him. He said he was going to put tips those on Those serious him. paws. Because he, he got mitts. He got mitts. You see him. I think he might have a grip like the Hulk. Forget about it. Hulk that guy smashed. You don't want to see it when he gets angry. And now you're in a situation where you're threatening the GM <laughs> who signs the checks. He's what, what are you? I'm the man. <laughs> I, I have my thumb on your neck. I got my thumb on your neck. I don't even put it on you most of the time. I've mostly, I've given you a pass. Yeah. I, I inadvertently, or actually I purposely put my thumb on other brothers' necks. So that because, you can breathe. So you can breathe because, because of the situation. Exactly. Because I know what you can bring once you're in the game. Your skills are extraordinary. And now we're looking at this situation. What What is the answer? And they decided that the answer... Now, there's some interesting wiggle room here because the wording is very specific. What Adam Schefter has, has reported from ESPN has reported that the Raiders are considering suspending Antonio Brown. They're planning to suspend him, meaning he's not suspended yet. But there's other reports out there that are saying that he is suspended, and Adam Schefter is saying that they're considering... And so we need to get some of the up to up to date info on that because they might have dropped the hammer on him, and they're already talking about other teams probably won't pick him up because he would be a cancer in the locker room. And he sounds like he is, and I don't even know the cat, but you know when you put it out there like that, he was on Ballers. I hung out with him one mm-hmm. time, and we had a blast. Yeah, and uh, you know the narrative once they start selling it because the Raiders obviously won't don't want you to get a gig after that. Yeah, so because they don't want you to go punish game. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's very interesting as well because the Raiders are the home of problems and problemed players. They're the home to rehabilitate or nourish. He fit with the thing. Right. And now it's like, wait a minute, man. You're too hardcore of a Raider. (laughs) Slow down. That's a lot. They said Burfick had to break it up. That's terrible. Come on, man. Vontae Burfick? Vontae's like, hey, man, I'm all for the violence. Damn. (laughs) And the dirty ball player. This is a a coach. (laughs) This is GM here. This dude has no chance of winning this fight. You can't win. So say Antonio knocks him out. What do you get out of that? You out, out of the jail? league? Yeah. And out of the league? That's it. And lose some cheese? And lose that 30. And they're talking about... So now, basically, what they're saying is is that's a, uh, a preface. The the suspension would be a preface as a way to void the $30 million guaranteed. Also, potentially go after the million-dollar signing bonus they gave him, leaving him with nothing and giving them a zero dead cap space so they could just move on and use that money for whatever it is they felt like using him for. You know football loves that, too. Oh, football loves that move unless love, you're Andrew Luck. <laughs> love a snatch and grab. They love that. They love it. It didn't work out. Yeah. What do you want from us? You play games. We have a reason to get rid of you now. And he's already causing problems before the season even starts. So, right. And, and, that's, and that is What's just the motivation like to keep him? It's a trip because you haven't even a, you haven't even put up a, one of your vintage three touchdown games Co- by where covered it's like by twenty dudes covered the by the whole team yeah. and you still put up three tugs and it's like oh I guess we can keep playing with Antonio you haven't done that yet 
This is just still speculatory. I still didn't think that he was going to put up nothing like he put up in uh, Pittsburgh just for the simple fact is that they don't have the running game with Le'Veon Bell or with the cat that they had last year. And then also Derek Carr has not been Big Ben. And you don't have, you know, you, he all of that is speculation because none of it matters if he doesn't play. Well, that's whether, like he's whether, play. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Whether or not you believed he would or wouldn't really is. He's a great ball player, is, but I don't is, think he is, would put up those same numbers. Especially you know, playing for John Gruden. I don't I don't really even think it matters at this point because he has to play at all. He has to still be confirmed to be on the team. It matters because he's got to get out there. I mean, he, this would be a waste of talent if he can't play. No, no, no. I'm saying it doesn't matter whether or not you felt like he was going to put up the numbers that he put up last year. None of that is, you know, he <laughs> he can't put them up if he's not on the field. He's going to be on the field somewhere even if he got to go to Canada. I don't think AB. I think his ego's too big. He's a Super Bowl commercial guy. I think the ego's Pepsi Cola and all that. I think the ego's too big to, to fool around with the Kansas CFL. That money makes a lot of people do a lot of things. Ask JC. I don't think that he's. Uh, I don't think that that he's that young on okay. bread to go CFL. He's not, he's not young on bread, but you know, you're talking about walking away from thirty, from talking about snapping the GM, breaking the GM's nose to nothing. Maybe you go play. Hundred percent. Somebody picks him up in the yeah. NFL. I am not. He's not getting Kaepernick. Because this is the kind of stuff the NFL know. can play with. The NFL is willing to play around with you if violence is the issue. Yeah. They don't want to play around if peaceful protest is your route. That's too dangerous. Don't want you to take that knee. Can't take that knee. It's too much. It's too too strong. It's too strong for them. But let's hear about somebody who did get paid and who is planning to report. Cowboy Kev would like to speak to us about his boy, Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Got to catch my tongue, boy. Can't even fired up to pay that boy. Hello, it's Kevin. Is this cowboy Kev? Yes, it is. <laughs> How about them cowboys? How about them, boy? Jerry, Jerry, then went into Oprah mode. He said, you get a contract, you get a contract, you get a contract. <laughs> <laughs> I got a contract, so let's go. So now, I just got one question for you. Are y'all going to the Super Bowl? All them contracts, can you get a win? Well, we can get a win. Is, is can we get the win? Is is the question? I mean, you know, they're coming off a a, a pretty strong end in the last season. You know, at at midway through the season, uh, it looked like things were headed the wrong way. Picked up Amari Cooper, uh, really changed things around, and you know, two minutes left in the game after you had two running backs run for over two hundred yards. Uh, on the road game with the Rams and one defensive stop and it could be a different story. It was a so, tight game. Tight game. game. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, the, 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 the question mark this year, can, can they repeat and build off of the, off of, you know, how they ended the season last year? So that remains to be seen. We, uh, I believe Dak's contract will be, probably finalized before the game on Sunday. And so everybody will be happy. Now it's just time to go play. That's it. But Dak is looking for big money too. And I don't know if he deserves it. I wouldn't, I can't, I can't argue with you on that. However, based on what the market has shown and the fact that golf just signed for 110 guaranteed, I think, uh, Jerry was probably like, man, I wish I would have went ahead and signed him uh, last year when the debate was, you know, was he worth 
more than $25 million a year. Mm. Now it's looking like you're going to have to pay him, you know, Carson Wentz. You you look at the numbers, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. Well, you know, you know I know I happen to know the GM of the Rams, and he and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and he happened to he got a he got a thing done. We were supposed to not announce that prior to the season being complete on Ballers, but but we got that deal, that extension ah. done with Goff, and he picked up the highest guaranteed money ever in the history of the NFL at one ten. This is big deal. Yeah. This is this is big. I just dope. like to see and, them and, getting guaranteed money. I like to see them getting guaranteed money. I, Absolutely. I mean, it, they should all have guaranteed money. It shouldn't. All of it should be guaranteed. I mean, on each and every play, you, your life is in. You know that. That come on now. I mean, baseball, basketball. Why? Why not? Are they the contracts not guaranteed? I I think that's something the players are really going to have to fight for. And you know, a lot of times you're going into a collective bargaining agreement. Um, some guys are not in good situations to sit it out and, and for the long haul for that fight. So it's it's a tough situation, but that's something they really need to fight for. Yeah, it's true. But back to the brass tax of it all, you feel strong about the Cowboys heading into the season. You feel good about them. You got to feel good about them playing the Giants to start off. But Zeke, Zeke's well, not going to yeah, play. Absolutely. I, 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 look, I, I don't think, think so. the defense, he the defense, defense Jason Garrett goal. said he looked like he was in great shape. I saw him when he got off the airplane, and he, the video, I, he didn't look like he was in shape. Jason Garrett has said he's going like on record. Good. Jason Garrett is, I mean, he was in Cabo. Jason Garrett said that he was, he was, he was in shape and that his IQ was through the roof, so he expects him to come to speed pretty quickly because it's not like they have a new playbook he has to learn. Right. His IQ is all, right. his he, basketball. He, he knows the system, but we, we know how that is. It's, it's oh, yeah. one thing, it's one <laughs> thing to be, you know, working out twice a day, day to day, but until you get hit, you know, it's it's a different story, and that 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 win goes quick. But I, I expect that he he probably won't carry the ball more than twelve to fifteen times. Pollard, I think they'll try to feature him a little bit, see what the young guy got, and uh, you know, prime time. But uh, they should be able to to beat New York with with uh, limited Z play. Just the fact that he's there, he's practicing. Uh, I think is enough for them to, uh, you know, be excited going into the, the season opener. I wouldn't doubt it. To, I wouldn't doubt the Giants get him because Saquon Barkley is the real deal. And if they just feed him with they, they have an above average tight end with the Giants, and you got Shepard that's not a bad receiver, and Dallas really doesn't bring a lot to the table without Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, so you can double Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I don't think Dallas is terrible. Amari Cooper is I, I'm really, terrible. You know his. He's got that that uh, that foot problem with the plantar fasciitis. So you know how how effective he's going to be because he hasn't he's been limited during training camp as well. But uh, you know it's a division game. We know each other. But the same thing you you got Eli Manning back there that will give it up with a little pressure. And so I uh, both teams know each other. But at the end of the day, I think our defense will will do enough to. Uh, you know, give the offense a chance. And so the, the big question this year, I think, really is can Dak improve on what, what, you know, he did last year, the second half of the season? Can he show that he can consistently make throws beyond 12 yards? Because that's the biggest question mark with him. Right. You know, I agree because what we saw at that game uh, against the Rams was how intertwined Zeke and Dak are. 
Because even, even though, in my opinion, I think in everybody's opinion, that Ezekiel Elliott is, you know, the, the engine that makes that whole thing go, the whole vehicle right. go over there. Absolutely. What we saw was the Rams, who have a well above average defense last year, mm-hmm. right. Right. did a great job of shedding down Ezekiel Elliott, even though I, the, he was effective on runs when they were going to him, in my opinion. But the problem was... They never had to worry about Dak Prescott putting the ball on the money anywhere, so they keyed in on Zeke. Then they got them down. Then they forced the issue. Next thing you know, right. they they got their back up against the wall, and Zeke is no longer a factor like he could be. I would like to also right. see them use Zeke more out of the backfield as far as and passing to him. They do, though, but my problem is they, Dak needs to run the ball. That changes and opens up sure does. everything. Dak, if he starts running Dak, the ball, that's the key right there. If he doesn't start Dak, running the ball, he'll be the same player. Thing. Is he he stays in the pocket too long, and he he was I think uh, second in in most sacks. Uh, but he's a great Pollard, athlete. He's a great athlete. Yeah. He's a stud. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's plenty of times he stayed in the pocket too long. He's trying to force a pass where all he had to do was was put his head down, and he could get seven to ten yards that he's trying to force something into. So hope that's where I say if if he can make those improvements where you know last year he 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 had those those difficulties that just makes the team much better but i think uh with pollard now who is uh up to uh, speed great passing speed he's a he's a uh run catch running back he uh that's primarily what he did in college you know even though he shared carries with uh with another back in college He's uh they use him a lot in in pass situation and so that's one of his strengths. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they use Zeke and, and, and Pollard, the young guy, together to um you know, hopefully well the other question I think is is uh Keller Moore. This is gonna be his first year calling players. So can he be creative where, you know, they struggled with that last year. It was it was pretty predictive for the most part. Um, you know, they say he's one of these young, you know, kind of progressive, innovative, uh, uh, coordinators. So we'll, we'll see. Well, the truth be told, if you look at the Cowboys schedule, you guys kind of got it really light until week four. And then in week four, it gets real and Zeke and Dak and everybody and their mama needs to be up to speed because the Saints always come to play. Especially you Absolutely. guys are going to be playing in New Orleans, followed by the Packers, followed by the yep. Jets, who I expect to sneak out some dubs this year because mm. I think Le'Veon Bell mm. is about to show you what time Le'Veon Bell is. I also think that kid Sam Darno yeah. can go with a cat like yeah. Le'Veon Bell is the kind of guy that makes you way, way better than what you are. He and, makes the defense better. He makes the, he makes the receivers better he, because now you have to stack the box and try to stop him, which leaves you out there one on one with Robbie Anderson. And he had a year off. Yeah. And not only that, right. super fresh. Then, then the defense gets to sit a little bit longer than instead of staying on the field because you can actually milk mm-hmm. the clock with the running back. And then right. after you deal with the Jets, you got the Eagles after that. You guys got four yeah. games where you could potentially go zero and four if y'all play games the Cowboy <laughs> way. And so you got to – I think you got <laughs> – How about them boys? Hold on, hey, hold on. Hold on. Hey, now. Now's your boy. Oh, he put it on him. I think – Hey, we ain't going to – we're going to wait till midseason to start the Cowboy. Hey, we <laughs> I don't see why not now. <laughs> yeah, we got to start now. Look, those are all valid points. I believe, you know, obviously uh, it's going to take some ramping up for Zeke. Like I said, I think he'll have uh, light carries this week, especially 
give him another full week of uh, practicing, and they'll slowly start to increase his his number of carries. But uh, I think by by week four, they should be clicking on all cylinders. I think uh, you know the 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 biggest key last year and the reason the Rams were able to have so much success is because if you hold Zeke to under seventy yards, uh, they haven't won a game, and so. So it's pretty clear you know, what the, the mission goal needs was to be. Stack the box and, and stop the make Dak win games, and you know that you know we that was that a big game out. itself. But yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Okay, that was last year. This year, are we are we going to make improvements? You know, that's the goal every year. So you know, they say Dak's in great shape. He came into camp. You know, he he didn't talk or, or worry about uh, contract. He know he's going to get paid. That's the other thing. You know, he numbers-wise, he's a, you know, middle-of-the-pack quarterback. But based on the numbers, when you when you put him head-to-head with Carson Wentz, even even golf, his numbers are better. No. And so they got to pick you. numbers aren't look better it than no. Jared Goff. No. Jared Goff low-key lights it up. Jared, Jared, his numbers Jared are better Goff, than Jared Goff. Jared, his numbers are, especially with are the long right ball. there with Carson Wentz. We got to talk about because your man doesn't even throw past fifteen yards, and Jeff Goff throws the ball down the field. field. That's that's why they call him Dak and Dink. That's the question: Can he throw beyond twelve? Yeah, but 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 how can you but how can you compare him to Jared Goff when he won't even throw the ball fifteen yards? You'll watch Jared Goff throw the ball thirty, forty, fifty yards if he has to, and he'll take his chance. Dak won't even take a chance. Dak is a very so, conservative so he's, he's American. A, exactly. <laughs> Dak Literally. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback. If you look at the eye test, yeah, I agree with both of you. But when it comes to, you know, the contract and, and salaries. They looking at the eye test, too. Record, his, his playoff record and his, his years in the league, he's won two division uh, titles. How many playoff he's, games? Uh, three. <laughs> Really? Three? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah. He's not giving I, you the Romo. No, you, okay. You're giving him the Romo right now. <laughs> giving him the Romo therapy. Him the Romo. Give him the Romo therapy. Oh, so, hey. so real quick, what? Give us a give us a prediction on the Cowboys' uh, win loss this year. What do you got? Over or under ten wins. Over. Over, Over 10, 10 wins. Wow. Barring no, barring no injuries. Yeah, that's I mean, that's, oh, like, come on okay, yeah, You know everybody's going to get <laughs> hurt in the barring NFL. No, barring no injuries in the NFL? Barring no injuries, I'd be in the no, major leagues. <laughs> injuries, in, major injuries to key players. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, we, I don't. We talk about it. <laughs> Cowboy Cam. <laughs> Boy, you are very optimistic. That is something wins, else. Uh, I, I, come on, now. We can get 10 wins. <laughs> You, I think you're begging for a dime. The 16. I mean, games. those four, you could literally go yeah. one and three yeah. or zero oh and four. And in, Dallas in, loves to trick off a couple of games. Just they love GP. to trick one or two just with poor <laughs> clock management <laughs> yeah. or bad work yeah. by Jason Garrett. Yeah. Hey, hey. That's who hey, nobody's hey. talking about. We need to see if he's actually improved. Forget whether or not Dak has improved. Has Jason Garrett improved at all? I'm not mad at Jason Garrett. Well, Me and Cowboy Cam go over it all the time. Jason Garrett is hamstrung uh, like a lot of these coaches when you have the owner in their business. Let him coach the team. And then if we see him coach the team and mess it up, then we can say it's Jason Garrett's fault. But until Jerry Jones step out of the way, then we can't blame it on Jerry. We can't blame it on him. Well, well, you can blame it on him because he knew he signed up for that in the first place. He's been no. coach for what over ten years now, and his his record as a head coach is five hundred. 
What other coach is going to last that get a 10 years plus with a 500 record? It's not going to Only happen. the ones that will play for the Cowboys because Jerry Jones needs to run the team. So if he yeah, exactly. so so yeah. Jason, so how exactly. are we going to so what would you think Jason Garrett's not going to take that chance? He got he's got to take that money. Well, if they're going to give him that money, if they tell you, "Hey, Cowboy uh, Kev, you good, you will give right. you 25 million a year and you just stand yes. here." <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> On my back. Uh, 31, you want to uh, go route? <laughs> <laughs> you are going to run through route. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm saying. So how are we going to blame Jason Garrett? I mean, because I, I need to see a guy actually get an opportunity to run the team his way. Now, I understand because I'm like Jason Garrett. I would stand up there, too, and take all the blame and everything else. He's he's eating like a fat rat. But, yeah. you know, we yeah. what can you do? Yeah. I mean, Jerry, we know everybody knows that Jerry Jones is literally in the way, just like Al Davis was with the Raiders. Well, this is going to be interesting to see because, honestly, you're looking at two teams right off the top who met in the playoffs last year, three teams, that are that are Super Bowl champions or bust, in my opinion. I don't think that anything less, especially with throwing all this dough around, I don't think anything less than a Super Bowl championship, at least a Super Bowl appearance for the Cowboys is acceptable and to be seen as a win. Mm-hmm. I don't, think anything, I don't think anything less than a Super Bowl win is acceptable for the Rams. To be seen as a as a as a as a victorious well, yeah. season, right? Based on last year, absolutely, and not just last year. Based uh, on like I mean, a two year progression, and based on signing golf for a long term, and then well, the wild card in there is the Saints. I don't think yeah. this is that window is closing for Drew Brees. Drew Brees airs it out, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and it is what it is, and people are jumping and, all over. And, and if it wasn't for a pass interference, not call. Then, you then know. Drew Brees has another ring because no, I don't. Brees would go, but I, I don't think. I don't think. Drew, I don't think. I was Tom Brady would have blew them out. They don't no even have good defense. No, yeah. yeah, but they didn't, they didn't have good offense either. That's the thing. Yeah, but they don't. They Tom don't. Tom Brady could yeah. beat beat the Saints. The Saints aren't what they're supposed to be. The biggest problem with the Rams is Sean McVay. I hate to say it. I like. Oh, I, I like him roll. as a really? I cannot yeah, roll. because if you really? if you I, reflect whack take, whack take dot com coming up. Now, hey, <laughs> because if you look, if you look at the big games that they play every single time, Sean McVay goes against Todd Gurley. He ends up getting 10, 15 carries. We were at the stadium when he did it. Um, and against and, the Falcons, yeah, against the yeah. Falcons, he that went didn't to, make any sense. He went to Chicago, did the same thing. Then he yeah. got into the Super Bowl and did the same thing. So that's that's but that's he, a pattern now. After you do it there, twice, it's a pattern. And he I, I during the big game, and he was going on with with I don't know if, if that knee was. I agree, uh, but even. With there the was knee. nothing wrong with his knee against the Falcons a year before. No, let's get that. And there was the nothing top. wrong with him against yeah, the Bears. Yeah, yeah. And not only yeah. that, he went against C.J. Anderson, who was running the ball. So he changes his whole process and scheme in the big games. Well, which, in my instead opinion, of putting the Rams though, on, you put but, the Rams on. But it, but in my opinion, that's a product. I think I don't think it's over. That's a product of him being thirty-five or whatever he is, and he actually can grow from that because right. the other side of it. Because the other side of it is, if it wasn't for McVay, then. You would have your boy Jeff Fisher, who the Rams hey, were the worst don't do one. That to anybody. Boy, this is what I'm saying. Hey, hey, who's, who's still sitting back counting Ezekiel Elliott type money while everybody's so excited, by the way, about the players getting paid. Jeff Fisher somewhere in Honolulu chilling. Woo, never took one child. Never took one hit unless he's <laughs> hitting the weed. Exactly. He ought to be ashamed of himself because yeah. now Jared Goff signs his big contract and he said Jared Goff couldn't even play in the NFL. 
I don't think he has to be yeah. ashamed. He got forty five million reasons that he can he can well, you know soften be, the blow of his shame. Well, you can soften the blow, but you know what? He considers himself a, a football guru. And then when somebody actually shows you that you were wrong on so many different levels, oh, I mean, clearly, look, that, we, that, we all know a, a different system, a different coach can change a lot of players. It changes you know, a lot, and, and yeah. I but I mean, he, he had, had the personnel. Let's, he had the personnel. Let's, let's not let's yeah. not get that right. twist. And he never even Jeff Fisher had the personnel. Yeah, Nick Foles, who lit it up. He had. Super Bowl. He had. We went through it last year. I think it was not not this past year, but the year no. it might have been the year before uh-huh. that. He had of the three. He had three of the four, final four quarterbacks. Yes, and mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. He couldn't bust a grape. All right, want to want to keep it moving. So you got the your over under is you're saying over ten, over under on twelve. Over 10. <laughs> you got twelve. Okay, we're sitting at 11. So Cowboy says, okay. Cowboy Cam is looking at 11 and 5. We definitely get 11, but I, I think we'll get 12. Wow, you great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Cowboys are the best football team on the planet, according to Cowboy Cam. That's great homer work. You got you to remember, we got Randall Cobb now, who I think is going to be great in the oh spot. He's an upgrade from, uh, uh, I can't remember his name now, the little, the little guy. Yep, you brought Witten back. We'll see if Amari Cooper, speaking of changing uh, changing scenery, see if that, because they shut him down late last year. But Amari Cooper, I'm a believer because. So now you're telling me you don't have a receiving core. I don't. I won't say that because Amari Cooper can't get the job done, and Randall Cobb should be a possession receiver. Randall Cobb and the the young and the young kid Gallup can flat out run. But Gallup wasn't able to to reach him last year. Now, this is what we're saying. On the same page this year. It wasn't yeah. about being on the same page. You just got to be able to get the ball out there with confidence. I don't think That's they true. have a receiving That's core. True. Randall Cobb was a good football player, a great football player. He's not even average now. He's under average. He can't get any separation. You can stop him down in the red zone. He can't break away. You have you, a you mark- don't need him to separate. He's going to be in the slot. Yeah, he's going to be in the slot. Everybody's got to separate wherever you are. Strolling <laughs> Terry, Terry the Contrarian, so dark. I can't wait to run into Randall Cobb. And play the, I'm gonna have to. Hey, cook, buddy, what's I'm gonna going have on? to cook queued up, bro. Oh, like Cody hey, Bellinger, huh? Hey, buddy. What do you mean, like Cody Bellinger? Were we ready to Cody and Kidley? What am I gonna say? I can't say what's up. <laughs> no, you can't. Hey, Cody, you know what this dude said about you? Exactly. I guess I can't even say what's up. And he does know. He does know what I said about it. <laughs> they all know. My opinions are out there. That's right. That's okay. right. Just like DeAndre Hopkins' opinion was out there about Bob McNair. Said that the, the word has come out now in his GQ interview that he said he felt like a slave. One thing that I thought wow, was interesting, right. he said, I felt like a slave again. I don't remember what <laughs> <when, laughs> <laughs> had been enslaved, but I guess I was, I, we don't know. I don't know his story. So I'm going to leave that there. But he said, yeah, right. he said he felt like a slave. But you know, one thing, the reason I bring that up is because he said something that I thought was great, which was, uh, he said, you know what? Bob McDare has actually done a lot of good things for people and people of color. He said, and one thing that I realize is he's old and, you know, he's going to die. And hopefully that that thought process kind of dies with him is paraphrasing here. But what he's saying, right. he's saying, listen, right. when you're from a certain place and you're of certain age, that's how you talk. And that's the truth right. of the matter. Yeah, no that's question. like when they asked Paula Dean if she had ever said nigger before. Right. Of course. Yeah, nigger. What is it? <laughs> Where are you, boys? <laughs> Where 
do you think I got my recipes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I thought that yeah. was I thought that was big for DeAndre Hopkins too. I think it's we get caught up now in with the cancel culture, you get caught up in wrapping things up. Mm. Bob McNair is a good old boy, <laughs> Houston oil guy. Right. Everybody knows that, that. And everybody knows that. Not that it's right. And not that it's right. Or not acceptable. that it's right. Yeah, or acceptable right. in Money. twenty in twenty nineteen. Yes. In nineteen sixty five, he was sitting pretty. You know? Right. And and, and nothing had changed enough for him. Yeah, it is it mm-hmm. is what it is. Uh so so good for DeAndre Hopkins to speak out. I think more people I think the way that we combat a lot of the fake news, if you will, or the the culture of the hyper emotional culture, because what social media is, it's about emotion. People are so emotional when they respond that they everything right. is about right now. There's no long view. Everything is a short game. Nobody works. Everybody <laughs> dack and death <laughs> and dank, <laughs> but nobody works the, the long game. And uh, I think that the way we combat that is everybody actually speaking. It's, it's, it's well, having speaking, but speaking but, truth. You yeah, know? and to be ashamed of devil. <laughs> right on. That's, that's it. Yeah. 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 And speaking of shaming the devil, the Seahawks finally did something right and signed Jadavion Clowney, who I think is actually going to show up and play unlike Antonio Brown. Well, I, I, there we go. It's, you know, a different environment. Well, well you know. Different environment changes things. I, you know, a lot of people like playing with Pete Carroll, so I think, you know, it'll, it'll be a better situation for him, and, and he'll – Get back to enjoying playing football. We're about to see. Well, how can you not enjoy playing football when they're paying you millions and millions of dollars Ooh, doing it? And when you were playing for nothing in college and everywhere else, you go to the park and mess up your knee for nothing. Right. I, I've done for it. a turkey bowl. I've <laughs> done yeah, it. man, we got who won? Oh, no, I don't know, man. No pads. Dislocated my shoulder, broke my, <laughs> busted my knee up. Right. Come on, man. That's that's the difference when it comes to you know it becomes a business expectations and you know. Uh, responsibilities of trying to perform and, and you know, it, it, it gets a little different, but that's the thing. Some, you got some systems where they can still enjoy the game and feel like it's fun. Other places, it feels like you're going to work. Feels like a job. I've had it happen to me yeah. before playing baseball. So, I, I mean, I can definitely understand that. Well, you, well, you're talking about the Seattle Seahawks, though. Seattle Seahawks are going nowhere. They're not going anywhere. Going nowhere fast, but they gave out some big contracts. Yeah, they got a great right. defense, but no offense, no offensive right. line, no running back, no receivers. I heard they're picking up right. Antonio Brown. <laughs> they need to. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, stay in there. Did he find a helmet? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to wear his Steelers helmet in Seattle. Oh, man. <laughs> he wants to confuse now, the defense. That's, that's, that is the biggest. I I just can't understand that, man. You getting paid millions, and you going to say, I'm, I'm going to lead the game because I can't wear my old helmet. That just don't make no sense to me. I, I Which, don't know. I, by the way, has been proven to be less safe. <laughs> I want to eat. That's the biggest part of it, right? Listen, I tell you, the the mind of an athlete, folks, you never know. All right, Cowboy Kev, thanks for taking time out of your day to check into the Ozone. We'll check in with you periodically to see how them Cowboy predictions worked out. Yeah, I think y'all be talking to me sooner than later because it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season. Yeah, I'm sure we icons, will. icons. I'm sure icons will have plenty to say. I'm sure I will. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you guys take this first loss to the Giants, who have nothing. Oh, stop! stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kid. Talk to you soon. All right. Always good. A pleasure. Always. All right.
Ah, Cowboy Kev, firing it up on the Ozone. Such a fun place for everybody to share their opinions. Folks, if you guys ever want to call in, feel free. Leave a message. If we like your take, we may even give you a call live. The number is 424-254-ZONE. For those of you who didn't grow up with a, a, a phone that has the letters on it, that's 424-254-9663. Moving into basketball really quickly. Team USA is still playing games. Uh, they hurt Jason Tatum now. Supposedly he's okay. It's a, just a light ankle oh, really? sprain. Yeah. But the thing that I wanted to cover is kind of right along lines with uh, what Bob McNair and DeAndre Hopkins and all that. Did you read this about the city of Milwaukee offering a $400,000 settlement to Sterling Brown? No. From the oh, Bucks. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, from when they arrested him. That's, yeah. Yeah. I've watched that um, the the footage of it before. It's absurd. So yeah. so listen to this, though. This is the part that I wanted to get your take on on this one. They offered a $400,000 settlement to him. His lawyer and him, come, his lawyer with this statement coming from Sterling himself, said, no, we see no way forward unless the city admits guilt. The only way we can actually do this is if the city admits guilt along with whatever settlement payment, because that's the only way the city can actually build. Now, the city just wants to pay him, and they want him They just want him to pay him to go away and not bring it up anymore. I, I'm with them, because, <laughs> and he's with us, because, because for the simple fact is that he has enough money so that he doesn't have to depend on that money. That He doesn't have to just go grab that 400 Yeah, yeah and a lot of times— so that, To your average person that's abused by the police— I jump on it. I have to take that four. Yeah, but he doesn't need to do that. You know, so he's And kudos to him yeah, for standing up. Exactly. And they need to admit fault. They were wrong. Yep. If you go and watch the footage, you can see that they were wrong. And this is how you heal. Yeah, exactly. In general. Because you have to to state that I was wrong. I made a mistake. In every scenario. Exactly. But they they don't want to do that. They want to ride it out and you know and just no take the money. You know, and it's not about the money at this point when you have no. money. So he can no. stand up and fight. And I'm very happy that he is. I, I'm I'm really supporting Sterling on this. I mean, one. there's a lot of times that you watch situations like this that where people just have to take the money. Even with the guys who are getting exonerated on death row, some of them even have to say, even have to still admit guilt. But we're going to let you out. Yes, so that the state can save face. Yes, in their prosecution rate or in whatever exactly. it is. Exactly, and that's not right. I mean, if you're wrong, you're wrong. You put this guy away for maybe 15 or 20 years already. So now why don't you just admit that you were wrong, give this dude his money, and let him go on with his life. But you don't even want to make him have a – you won't even let him have a, a, free, a conscience, you know, a free conscience. A guilt-free conscience. Yeah, a guilt-free conscience. Yeah, it's true. And and the situation is – I mean, it's just pretty amazing because something nobody ever brings up is these are Milwaukee taxpayers that are paying that. Exactly. When you read this, that $400,000 is coming out of your check. This, the money you pay in taxes, in tolls, in parking citations, in all of that, this is what they do with this money. Exactly. It is truly in everybody's interest to have social justice and equality. Right. It's really in your interest to not have people get uh, uh, racially profiled, abused, so on and so forth. Because you're actually the one literally paying for it. But most of the time, it doesn't, you know, if it's not affecting you, you really don't care. Well, this is why I bring it up, uh -huh. because I think a lot of people don't recognize that the city breaks off these checks out of money that you're paying. Right. It's not coming out of their pocket at all. When the, when, when the LAPD, when the sheriff 
that lady walked onto the freeway. An old lady walked onto the freeway because she had a mental problem, and a sheriff pulled her over and, and ground and pound, beat the crap out of her, UFC lady. style, and beat the crap out of her. Her skirt was flying up. Thank God somebody saw it on the freeway, and actually, thank God for once, traffic in L.A. was so bad, right? Because somebody was driving by so slowly that they caught the whole thing on cell phone video. And he was completely out of pocket. He's totally out of pocket. He just got on top of her, straddled her, and ground and pound like it was the end of a UFC match. Mm-hmm. That lady ended up getting $6 million from the city of Los Angeles. Did she get an apology? Do you know? I do not think she got an apology, but what she got is, is a, a good portion of the taxes that everybody in this room is paying. Right. And this is that was a highway patrol, but I forgot. That was a, oh, I thought that was a sheriff. That was uh, a highway the patrol. The sheriffs pay out an astronomical amount of money in Los Angeles every year because of you know, just going around beating the crap out of people. Right. <laughs> and and it's out of the taxpayer's pocket. Right. And then we go with the whole paid administrative leave mm-hmm. and, and, and and investigation. Shuffle them off to an office. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, they're back on the on the streets. Yeah. Not cool, dude. Not cool. Just like it's not cool that Lonzo Ball finally admitted that his brand Zo2 sneakers were exploding during match play. <laughs> That's not cool. Going, Come on, Zo. Going Zion on them. So – Lonzo Ball literally admitted on a podcast with the homie Josh Hart the other day that when it first came out, the shoes that him and his father were peddling were so bad that he was peddling for $500. Crazy. The shoes were so bad that he could not wear them for more than a quarter at a time. Don't you think they should have put more research into figuring out how to make the ultimate shoe at that price? At which point the Lakers asked him, Hey, what's up with the shoe? They he, he this is coming from Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. He said, after my third ankle injury, the Lakers asked me, "Are you sure your shoes are up to code?" Of, to which he responded, "Oh yeah, no, nah, they're good. I wouldn't wear them if they weren't good. I'm comfortable. I feel good." Now he's coming out saying they weren't good. Where were they made? Do you I, know? I had nothing to do with it, dude. I'm feeling like, dude, I didn't make them. <laughs> no, I didn't make the shoes, <laughs> dude. You sure? <laughs> no, I don't know where they were made. And, you know, I don't I, – it, something about this just really, really bothers me. I can tell. It really bothers me because there was a movement, if you remember at that time, to support the big baller brand yeah, but, amongst a lot of people, especially a lot of African-American celebrities. That should bother you in itself because somebody going to pay $500 for some tennis shoes, especially if you can't wear them or use them for anything just to say that you have them is a problem. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that don't even have $500 a month, let alone putting well, them, well, but, but putting I, them, putting I, them on I a shoe I'm that not, explodes or tears down in a, in a few minutes. Okay, maybe I don't understand what you're saying. So that's the part that should make me mad? Yeah, that you should be upset that people would go and buy something just because – Somebody says that, hey, these are so whatever. They they're not a proven product. That's what I'm saying. They weren't a proven product for everybody. See, to run I, out and I, I disagree with you on this it. because Why what they were trying surprised? to do is the people who were trying to buy them were the people who supported Lonzo Ball and the people who supported Levar Ball and the people who supported what it was that he was selling, which was not the shoe itself. The shoe was a manifestation of saying, I'm trying to support black business. I'm trying to support this kid coming up and us having our own brands and so on and so forth. So you're trusting that nobody's going to go buy a pair of $500 sneakers unless you can buy the $500 sneakers and and eat that if it doesn't work out. I don't believe that. There's a lot of kids and stuff to go out and they do all kinds of stuff. They didn't even sell 200 pair or something like that. They sold, but, they, but they sold a, no, they didn't sell. They, maybe they'll become a collector's item then like baseball cards. Maybe so, but that's again, <laughs> you're missing the point on purpose. This is that's not 
that maybe they will be. He what as per him in the podcast, he said they can't be a collector's item because if you've worn them and played in them, they've exploded. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that if you knew that as the Ball family, whether it was Lonzo or Lavar, why do you keep pushing these five hundred dollars shoes and telling people, you know? And you, ha- I remember a, a whole group of black celebrities that were like, "Yeah, I'm trying to support him. I'm, I'm buying them because I'm trying. I bought two pair." Because I would go buy two pair of Adidas Yeezys for six or seven hundred dollars. So instead, I'm buying some big baller brand. And once again, I'm saying that they, when you talk about buying the Yeezys, I really don't care for them, but they were a proven product. You know what you were getting with them. And with Lonzo Ball, somebody needed to, you know, wear them, test them. I don't or know something. about that. You're saying just because it's Adidas? No, just because, just because they, for one, they are Adidas. And another, you know what you're getting with the Adidas brand. We don't know what we're getting with the big baller brand. That could yeah, be made how, in somebody's garage. How do you garage. ever know that? Well, when Lonzo Ball wears them and not and quit getting ankle sprains, that's how we'll know. You wouldn't, yeah. I don't. Know, we're look coming at this from totally different perspectives. I we can't are. not buy the the clothes. If I see a t shirt I like, I can't not buy it because I'm like, man, I don't know who made that. I don't know if it's a proven t shirt. It might shrink. It might. But this is what I'm willing. This is the risk that I'm willing to take because the t shirt for twenty dollars isn't going to change my life. So if it's so, is so, than so t-shirt. it's not for the person who has a gang of money. This is like the forty thousand dollar fine for AB, and you see how he acted with the forty bucks. I mean, with the with the fine. You, I don't, I don't understand where you're going with this, but anyways, I just thought it was a, a bad beat from from the Ball family. And honestly, I even, I'll even go as far as to say you should have kept that to yourself, Lonzo, after the fact, <laughs> right? Like I, I, I don't yeah, know, this is a got you moment. Yeah, that's this is what I'm yeah. saying. So so wear that if that's what it is now. Well, you need to wear that. Moving on, we'll talk about the the sport of boxing. Uh, did you see this? That Manny Pacquiao launched his own Bitcoin or his own his own currency? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, Manny Pacquiao has launched his own currency the other day, um, which is I don't know, pretty cool on one level. He's he's launched a, a cryptocurrency. A, a cryptocurrency. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He launched a cryptocurrency, and it's called Pac. And uh, you guys go look it up. I just and what's it being used for? Usually, uh, cryptocurrency has something that it's being I used for. I think his. Let me look up the, the article, but I do believe his has something to do. Excuse me. I think his has something to do. Uh, they're, they're called pack tokens. They were supposed to be available by the end of 2019, the first quarter to 2018, the first quarter of 2019s. But now they've come into longer. The pack tokens will enable Pacquiao's fans to purchase his merchandise and interact with him on social media. During a free concert in Manila, Pacquiao performed songs from his own album, which consists of cover songs of popular love songs that has sold thousands of so copies. That's what the coin is good for for me to watch Pacquiao sing. I can't even watch you fight. I got You can interact. You can interact. I know you like it. the Pac token will be listed on Singapore's global crypto offering exchange. And list both Pacquiao and footballing legend Michael Owen as private investors. Sheikh Khalid bin Zayed Al Nahyan, a member of Abu Dhabi's ruling family, is also listed as a private investor. And tennis star Caroline Wozniacki and Jason Derulo also have plans to launch crypto tokens as well. Usually, when you have a cryptocurrency or something, they're used for something. You know that it's it's all about the encryption and you being able to control your money and everything else. You can control it to Manny. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and I had the concert. <laughs> it, 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 there you go. 
And sticking along those lines, <laughs> uh, we found out one of Manny's old foes, Adrian Broner, is still AB. Seems like AB is just a bad set of call letters to have because <laughs> now he's getting sued for stealing jewelry. Basically, he borrowed a bunch of pieces for like half a million dollars to for the Manny Pacquiao presser and blah, 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 blah. And they, he got those pieces. He gave those pieces back, but he also ordered another million dollars worth of pieces to which the guy gave him some discount or something like that. Uh, and I think it was half a million dollars, but he never paid for them. Surprise, this is not surprise. the first time, though. You know, this he, is how he plays. This is, he this giving, is, you he giving you the classic AB. AB. He's giving you classic vintage yeah, I have AB. A number one, please. Oh, you want the classic AB? <laughs> Would that be with or without diamonds? <laughs> without. Okay, no payment. Just keep moving through. <laughs> uh, but what we did want to fa- talk about is the fight that took place this past weekend between Vasily Lomachenko, widely considered by a lot of people to be the world's pound for pound number one, and Luke Campbell. Give me a take on the fight. I like what Luke brought to the table. Because you text me, and I had forgotten that the fight was on. Uh-huh. And you text me, and you say, yo, this fight is going down. Yeah, Luke Luke gave him a problem with his size and his length, and he had a little pop to him. And with uh, Lomachenko, he has to come into him, and Luke knew that. I think that one of the things that Luke Campbell didn't have was speed, and that hurt him a lot. Hurt and, him a lot. And and if he had the speed to keep him off of him and pepper him with that jab to keep the distance, I felt like he could have really hurt Lomachenko. Maybe one, because the fight was close up until like the – what was it? What round did he get knocked down? 11th. The 11th. I think the fight was close up until like the 9th or 10th. I would say I would say the 7th or 8th. I I my take was uh Luke Campbell, we talked about it before the fight. He fought tall, uh-huh. which was good. Mm-hmm. Um and he actually surprised Loma and I think that he had Loma more hurt than he knew that he had him early. He did. And Again, listening to the the broadcast, man, you just can't get a square broadcast. No, you always get the broadcast from the perspective of whoever the network's guy is. Right, guys. which we was can't Loma. we can't tell you enough. Just turn off the sound when you watch the fights because they're going to lead you astray more times than not mm-hmm. on the analysis. Um, so Campbell was effective early, going into the fifth round. I think I had it three two for Campbell. Uh-huh. Uh, it could have gone the other way. It could have been two two one or two three. Now the network had it tied or had uh, Loma. I do believe ahead. The, the network had three two for Loma. Yeah. I actually, and that was some of the gassing that they were doing in one of the rounds where Loma didn't really do much. But they were like, "Oh, here he comes. Uh, no. He's setting him up for the kill. Right. Oh, here's Loma." And and I think that um, the guy that does the Harold Letterman for them had, uh-huh. had um, Campbell ahead actually. Okay, or tied. Now here's what I will say. I felt like. Uh, the, what I was impressed by with Loma is that he loves to fight. Yeah, he's, he has heart. I like that. He's got big heart, and he actually enjoys fighting. Uh-huh, you can tell. He has, and he's in tremendous shape because he turned up his output around the fourth round, fourth or fifth round. Seemed like he got comfortable, and he turned up the output, and his st- he was all over Campbell. I mean, Campbell to Campbell caught him coming in in the seventh. And kept him, and kept him at bay to a certain degree. I definitely thought Loma won the fight. Uh-huh, I thought he won it comfortably. Uh, but I also saw flaws in Loma's game, which not even just flaws. He just needs more professional fights, which leads me to say what I had been speculating off air for a long time, which is that if Mikey Garcia and Loma fight at 135, I think Mikey Garcia stops Lomachenko. Yeah. I think that he, I think he gets him off his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Loma is a f- is a top grade. He's a great fighter that I think should is a great fighter at one thirty. Uh-huh. I think he's getting put in a situation where the more lucrative fights and the fights where people can stop hiding from him 
are actually at 135 and up, mm-hmm. he shouldn't go up. 135 yeah. is where he should top out at because the guys we saw it with heavy we we saw it with uh with Jorge Linares mm-hmm. who had heavy enough hands to to cause a we you know saw this cause an issue we saw this kid buzz him a little bit mm-hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with that yeah there's nothing wrong with That's fighting in your weight fight, class yeah. and dominating in your weight class there are a lot of fights to be made at 130 that actually could be interesting if these guys are willing to fight each other you know, and, and, and that's another situation where I feel like Loma is not running from anybody I, at all. Yeah, Loma wants to fight. Yeah, he has confidence. He just can't get enough fights, and it's, he's he's going to end up being like Anthony Joshua in the sense where you can't get enough fights in a year, or you have to handpick a bunch of. Uh, You're just trying to fill your fill the contract or whatever right. it is that Bob Arum is doing. Right. Kudos to Bob Arum. I think do believe that this fight. Oh no, no, that was the last one. Sorry. I thought this fight was actually a cross-promotional thing, but no, I think this one was ESPN Plus that kept it in-house. Uh-huh. Um, but the the Loma situation... Um, They're trying to get Tank Davis out of there. I think that... um, I think Tank could probably... Tank it. That'll be a war. I think he beats Tank, but I think it will actually help both fighters. I don't know if he can but, beat Tank because I, I don't see him take Tank, a big punch. Tank has big thump. He has like, big thump. Like, like, big, like, like 140 yeah, thump. Yeah, he's got a but, big man thump. But it just depends. I don't feel like Tank has gotten enough rounds. Yeah. I feel like if I feel like if Tank fights Tevin Farmer and gets by Tevin, chances are that would go the distance or it would go it would get the rounds that he needs to then fight Loma. But Loma hasn't gotten a lot of rounds either. Yeah, this is true. I but mean, but so. I feel like his rounds I feel like this is where his amateur background actually does help. This is where the, the hundreds and hundreds of fights in amateurs actually helps in comparison to the rest of these guys in this division or have the majority of their experience has been in the pros. I know that they try to ramp ramp up, you know, the fights and pick the right fights for these guys yeah. so that they can build it up to a fever pitch. But it actually hurts these guys a lot of times because a guy like Loma and Javanta, they don't get enough rounds. And then in that, you end up fighting a bunch of tomato cans. And when you get into a real fight, you end up having a problem. You can have a problem that you actually have the tools. Yeah. You actually have the ability to overcome, but you may not have the tools to right. overcome. I mean, he beat Lenars, what, six rounds, seven? How, how long did that? Nine. That, nine. Was, that was, was a nine. nine. That was a nine round that fight. Was nine. I mean, Javante. How how many rounds is he? What the last three fights? I think Javante's that just went the second round. He just knocked yeah. this guy out so in the that's second been round. Like what eight rounds in the last three fights? I don't. I like can't it? even remember Javante's last few fights. <laughs> to be honest, it's crazy. He because there was that period when he he missed. He lost out on the, in on the scale, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't. It wasn't for the juicy Javante. Juicy G. He got it back. Um. And fought well in that fight that I do not think that fight at the StubHub that didn't go to distance. He mm-hmm. knocked that dude out mm-hmm. inside of two or three rounds, you know. And there's something to be said for knocking guys out quick, but there's also again like when you get into the deep water and get battle tested, you can have the Mike Tyson effect. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was more impressive with Mike Tyson because he's dealing with heavyweights, and any one punch can end any heavyweight fight. Um, and then sitting along with that, I, this is one is a surprise to me, but yes and no with the punishment that he took. Jared Swift heard withdrew from the Julian Williams rematch. I'm not surprised. He's the one that called for the rematch immediately. And he overpowered Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd had that whole thing when he's sitting around, you know, when he was, uh, he had that thing that he did that just like the fight we watched uh, live when he was at the StubHub. Mm-hmm. We saw that whole situation where he likes to take punishment early and J-Rock. To prove that he can take punches. And J-Rock was like, oh, great. This will make <laughs> my job a lot easier. And in in the classy form of J-Rock, which he has done, it, from the moment that he won, 
because he only lost one time. He just put up on Twitter the, a piece and said, hey, I don't kick no man while he's down. I wish heard the best, and I'm confident he'll be champion again. Just not in his division. <laughs> just not with me. Uh, but they're talking about now PBC is exploring a clash between Williams and uh, Arizlandi Lara, which could be a very interesting fight because Lara is a slick fighter who actually can take a punch. But if J-Rock fights the way he fought against Hurd, he can be a problem. But Hurd did make himself an easy target. And right. Lara is not an easy target. Too much punishment. Yeah, a lot of punishment. And not only will he not be able to fight pretty soon, he might not be able to fight You know, He took a term. lot of punishment from that fight. Yeah. And J-Rock, well, another thing, classy thing that I liked that J-Rock did was he basically called out all of the pundits for one loss, meaning the end of a guy's career, acting like it's the end of yeah, his career. That's crazy. And, and he also called out the fact that he wants everybody to be VADA tested nonstop. He's all for it Why year not? round. Why you can't? Because I need to cheat so that I can make sure that I keep up my contract. Right. What, what are you, slow, dude? <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> and now we got uh, – and then, and then finally – Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua squared off in Saudi Arabia for the first time since that June 1st faithful night. And, uh, wow. Let's get it on. It's time to get it on. They're really, they really don't like each other. No, they don't (laughs) like each other. I knew it would turn out like this. That's what you need. You know, you need that's to, what that's what Anthony need Lex, Joshua needed. Uh-huh, you need the Lex Luthor Superman thing going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to have you have to have an antagonist. And and Andy Ruiz seems to be that person for him now. But since he can't get a fight with the big guys. Yeah. And so now he has to put it on Andy Ruiz. I honestly feel like he's going to stop Andy Ruiz if he fights. If he fights his fight. Which is him standing out there using his size and his speed and his Which is what he did power, in the first three rounds. Which is what he did in the first three rounds. First two and a half rounds. Yeah, yeah. And put him on his back instead of trying to put on the show or be a person that he's not. He'll win the fight. I mean, not that it's easy, but because I like Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz is nice. Andy Ruiz is nice. But Andy Ruiz has clear, uh, he has a, a, a clear disadvantage as far as size goes. Exactly. Which is what needs to be exploited. And now, also, wow, look at this. So, Javante Davis actually vacated his WBA title. He moved up to 135. Uh-huh. So, they're really looking for this tank. He's looking for the tank fight, even if Leonard Ellerby and, and uh, Mayweather Productions promotions are not. This is going to be very, very interesting to see where it goes. All right, folks. We're going to move on to our college football segment because last week we had a technical difficulty and we couldn't get you the picks. Let's call our expert right now and see what the picks are for this week's NCAA Top 25. Hello. Do it for the tipper of solemn mood. Talk to me. <laughs> you okay? What's happening? Did, did some picks go the wrong way? Not at all, sucker. <laughs> so why are you acting like you trapped in the closet? Thought they were on you. <laughs> what happened, Mr. Big? Got that lag on me, bro. Got oh, okay. You've been, je- you've been globetrotting. Man, yeah. Too busy for the ozone. Ah. I had I had money to lay last week, and I yeah I couldn't even find you. Ah, I was I was in route. Uh huh. <laughs> Why are you gonna blame it on me, sucker? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. Get me right today. Are you trying to get right right now? I'm trying to get right right now, <laughs> if it's possible, to find out about that NC dub. <laughs> I heard you got that good, good. <laughs> Man, I got, I've always got that good, good. <laughs> Where should I lay my bread? You should lay your bread. Okay. Ozone, listen to me. I went one out of two last week. That's pretty good. This week, I'm going to predict a good 
give me four out of five this week. I'm going 94%, 95%. I'm going to go with number five, Ohio, over Cincinnati. Cincinnati is real deep, real good team. I'm going to go with number 21, Syracuse over Maryland. Maryland is still trying to figure it out. The big game, as I mentioned earlier, is um, Clemson playing against uh, Texas A&M. I'm rolling with with Dabo Sweeney and them Clemson Tigers. Then there's another one, Texas, number 12, Texas. They have a big game, and they are playing against LSU, number six, LSU. I'm sorry, Texas is number nine this week. So, y'all, if y'all know me, if y'all been listening for years and years and years that the Ozone has been just on this worldwide web and just out there in social land, I also like them LSU Tigers. There's something about them Tigers, huh? LSU, Clemson. But I'm going with the Tigers. I like them Baton Rouge LSU Tigers over Texas. Then we have New Mexico versus number two, Alabama. I uh, like uh, Alabama, of course. They still got the the shady early schedule. They don't play nobody early on and somehow always make it to the playoff time for the national championship. But with this one, Alabama, then we got Mary State over number three, Georgia. And you know what? I'm, I'm saying four out of five. I'm thinking the biggest toss-up for this, for this week is going to be in between Cincinnati versus Ohio. I think Cincinnati will put a little bit, pre- a little bit of pressure on Ohio to get the win. So if I would select an upset, if you're rolling with me, I would go with that one. But if you want to play safe, just go with Ohio over Cincinnati. Well, I'm gonna go, I want to go. I want to talk about a big upset. And when when can I start looking towards the big upsets? Uh, I'm a gambler, so I like to gamble with mine. You know, if if Ohio State was playing in Cincinnati, I would say go with Cincinnati for that big upset. But the horseshoe is a is a difficult place to play at. Um, so when college football starts getting into there, this is almost like their preseason. They don't play four you know four games of real preseason games like the NFL. So these preseason games are the ones where they can, you know, travel or they got the smaller schools going to these bigger schools just to get the money. So I would say about week three, week four, just like the NFL. And, um, well, not like the NFL, but, you know, three three to four pre-games, preseason games. But it's, after that, in mid-September, it started getting real. Okay. And we started calling out the upsets then. Based off the schedules that I've been looking at, it doesn't look like nothing's going to happen until maybe, you know, when uh, Earl Spence put them hands on, <laughs> on Porter. Okay. 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 Keep, keep laughing. <laughs> keep laughing at Showtime. <laughs> Sean got the green belt. We're going to see. Well, I want to play something for you, uh, something that I came across that swept through social media that I really enjoyed from uh, from Nick Saban, and here it is. When somebody does something wrong, everybody wants to know, how are you going to punish the guy? All right, but there's not enough for 19- and 20-year-old kids, people out there saying, why don't you give them another chance? All right, so I'm going to give a speech right now about this. Like, where do you want them to be? Guy makes a mistake. Where do you want them to be? You want to be in the street? Or do you want them to be here graduating? You know, when I was over there at the Nagurski, Musin Muhammad, who played 15 years for the Carolina Panthers, played for me at Michigan State. 
Everybody in the school, every newspaper guy, everybody was killing a guy because he got in trouble and said there's no way he should be on our team. I didn't kick him off the team. I suspended him. I made him do stuff. He graduated from Michigan State. He played 15 years in the league. He's a president of a company now. And he has seven children, and his oldest daughter goes to Princeton. So who was right? I feel strong about this now, really strong. All right, about all the criticism out there of every guy that's 19 years old that makes a mistake, and you all kill him. And then some people won't stand up for him. So my question to you is, where do you want him to be? You want to condemn him? To a life sentence? Or do you want the guy to have his children going to Princeton? You want to close on that or we want to just... You know, I'm on the late bus because I meant to play that last week, but we didn't end up getting the segment, uh, the college football segment. But honestly, I have more respect for Nick Saban now than I ever had, and I'm really looking forward to that HBO special with him and Bill Belichick to talk about coaching, to talk about what they do as coaching. I'm sure it'll you know bleed into coaching what it does to make adults and successful adults in society. That's real solid what he said there, man. Right. You supposed to give up on him? Yeah. They're 19 years old. Man, you make mistakes. You make mistakes when you're that young. Yep. You make mistakes when you're older. That's you make mistakes when you're old, let alone when you're 19. It's part of life. Right. That, that's deep. Anybody. And I've never, as much college stuff that I, NCAA stuff that I watch and listen to, I, I wasn't that. I thought that was actually you talking, Omar. No, no, no. Sound, you sound like Omar Saban just doing <laughs> a voiceover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that I can't was, take credit for that one. Dope. That man, that, that man, it yeah. really was. I mean, and and you know, it's a, it's again, we're we're in this age now of the cancel culture, and I'm a firm believer about people going too far, and there has to be some some boundaries. Um, but there is a real problem with. 24-hour media cycles and 24-hour news cycles that put everybody in a position to, to be a hypocrite to be a hypocrite because that's all it is and yeah. this is why this is why people are buzzing so much about that Dave Chappelle special mm-hmm. on Netflix as well mm-hmm. it's oh, because man. he calls out the hypocrisy everybody's right. hypocrisy in it he does as he but should. he does it in a way that's so clever he and does it in a super clever way yeah because I ended up watching it twice. And it was just like, wow, the first time I watched it, it was, you know, just laughs and giggles. The second time it was like, wow, you know, this dude He's really flipped stuff. where everyone can listen and everyone could, you know, to is able to, to understand it. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now, there's this is a this is a very this is a crazy time in history. Yeah. You really have to be on your P's and Q's right now. But do it for the tipper. Thanks for the call. Sorry to catch you on a jet lag day. Just wanted to get it up uh, before before the the boys uh, kick off again for the second week of college football. Who do you got tonight? We'll come back and see what if you were right or not. Who you got tonight? You got uh, Aaron Rodgers or, and and them Packers, or you got Khalil Mack and them Bears. Man, I got to go with them Bears. You know, yeah. being out in Chicago, <laughs> I stand with the city. I like them Bears. I like them 85 Bears this weekend. <laughs> and that's why, look, that, real quick, that's why I mentioned, because I was watching a highlight on Chicago where the Bears was playing 
Green Bay. And Walter Payton had 24 carries for 175 yards to start to start the fourth quarter. And you had a Come Ron Dane back. flashback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah buddy. Come on, man. But appreciate y'all. Thanks for the call. Listen to me once again. You can find me at Do It For The Tipper. Do It For The Tipper at all social media. So appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. You too. All right, Tipper. Peace. All right. Well, folks, it's another interesting week in the game of Major League Baseball, and we once again haven't really gotten any new information about who's going to make the playoffs or not, but it does look a little bit clear who's not going to make the playoffs (laughs) because it looks like the New York Mets are not serious. Much to the chagrin, I'm sure, of Thunder Dan that called in last week. They blew an unblowable lead the other night. You can't be in a wild card hunt and go into the bottom it of the happens, ninth though. up ten to four. Ten to four? Yeah, I can't do it. I can't I mean, roll. That's not I can't the first it time. It's the first time it happened to them, but it happens in baseball. That's just a big meltdown, big piece of meltdown right there. That's that's too that's too big. That's too big of a piece <laughs> too of big a bust thing, down. Meltdown, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Tatiana. It was the wrong way. Um and guys are leaving the yard, man. Now, you don't think the ball's juice. I really don't think the ball's juice. I know that everybody, even in the MLB, or who are the manufacturers, that the guys are swinging for home runs. Everything is balancing out. We have more strikeouts because we have more home runs. This is the, the, the give and take of it all. You know, you have low, you have low batting averages because guys are swinging for the fences. If the guys go up there and swing for the fences, you can get in. You can get in the seats, but my average is going to suffer. That's why you don't see knocks going the other way, and you know line drives up the middle. You see both guys getting over the fence. Yeah, but you see so many guys. Getting but over the, you also. I mean, look at the numbers. And I, everybody they're giving out thirty home runs. Don't even talk about thirty no more. Thirty home runs is not even uh, elite level. We're talking about. We're going into almost. We got about a full three weeks left of the season. Almost a month, but more like Peter three Lonzo weeks. Gonna bust the record up, and he's already busted the record. And he's—I mean, Pete Alonso might actually give the <laughs> the the Roger Maris record to go right now. <laughs> right, he's looking at Pete Alonso. Mike Trout's got forty-five. Mike Trout got him another one today. But you're talking about guys being better athletes, better than they were back in the past, because now guys can sit. You know, they can work out all off season. You can work on your swing. You can work on in the gym. You're eating the right foods and all that stuff. Back in the day, people didn't do that. You know, it was looked down upon to even work out with weights. And you know, back in the day. You know, they tell you about swimming back back then. You know, you don't want to mess up your eyes by going swimming with the chlorine. So now, nowadays, guys are eating the right foods. They're lifting weights. They have a plan. They have a program. And it makes a difference. And so just thinking that the ball is juiced, that's not enough to get it out. You still have to make contact. These guys are making solid contact. Squaring balls yeah, up. Yeah, squaring the balls up. Look at a guy like Pete Alonso who's on the tear like that. The reason why he's on the tear, though, he makes solid contact and he's built like a tree trunk. Now so, I wonder if, there, if there's any consideration of moving the fences back to where they were before they I wish moved they would. them forward yeah. to make the ball leave. Yeah, to 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 get more offense. Um, one thing that you're seeing a lot of is um, guys are making the ball go. And one thing you're seeing a lot of is injuries with outfielders trying to go get the ball. You see George Springer run, go get Almost that broke ball. his neck. Man, now he's got a mild concussion. Yeah, yeah, but. This is this is why you don't have a long lifespan as a center fielder in baseball because you're the guy who actually has to lay it you're all the on the line. Back. Yeah, you're the running back. You he's diving, he's running into wall. Look at Ken Griffey Jr. If Ken Griffey Jr. didn't play center field, there's no telling what he might have done in baseball. You know, but he was the guy who got screws in his wrists and his you know, and he's running into walls and just like Eric Davis, Eric Davis punctured his lung. The guys are going to get it. 
These guys go get it. Yeah, and they're in the show, and that's the way you're supposed to play the game. Not like a, like like a lot of these guys now who are getting ground balls hit to them and let them go through their legs, or off their gloves, and and then the official scorers giving the base hits, talking about the ball was hit hard. I mean, these guys catch the ball, yeah. or at least try to catch it. Give you an above average, you know, try effort. Now, along those lines, uh, do you like what you saw from the kid that came out? Which one? The kid that came out for the Dodgers, the kid Gavin Lux. Oh, yeah, I love Gavin Lux. I like to see what he did. He, he came out there. Serious. Yeah, he, and he, you know what? He has confidence, and you can see it when he played his game. He, you know, he had a lot of confidence. His first at bat got him a knock up the middle, you know, and I think, what did he go? Two for three or two for four in the first game? Then they moved him up into the one hole. Uh huh. Yeah, he, he's ready to go. He's ready I, he's, to go. He was batting in the mid threes in Triple in, uh, A. I was surprised they brought him up. You know, the way that they hold people down nowadays. Right? Yeah. There's a fantastic article that you guys should read on ProPublica about how everything you need to play baseball is made in China, and it's all getting hit by Trump's, uh, Trump's uh, tariffs. So if you love the game of baseball, take a take a read on that because uh, baseball is America's pastime, but it's played within China-made gear. <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to have to pay extra for. You're going to have to play extra for if you want your kid to play. Um, and the Dodgers extended their netting. How do you feel about that? All the way to the to the foul line. I heard they extended all the way to your house. <laughs> That's cool. They won't have to worry about seeing me at the game. It's all the way on your driveway, everywhere. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, they even got it that? netted around your car. You they, can't even get in your car. They're keeping me safe. I'm on my phone. And staying in that realm of baseball, a very interesting story popped up that I couldn't believe when you told me. One of the league's worst umpires, as renowned by every fan and – uh, and player in the league is Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez has a serious bone to pick about being a terrible umpire. So serious that he's willing to sue Major League Baseball for not allowing him to ruin more games <laughs> in the postseason. In the, in the games post- that matter. Yeah, World Series, you know, whatever. He's known as the worst umpire in probably the last 10 years in baseball. Angel Hernandez has single-handedly ruined probably about, what, two, three hundred games? Sounds like he ruined some of your games. <laughs> bet. I bet. I bet Because if you're, if you're actually putting money on the games and Angel Hernandez is the umpire, you have problems. Because you don't – he's not only missing balls and strikes. He misses plays that are at on the base paths. I mean, he's just a bad umpire overall. And what he's doing is going to the discrimination card. Which What's is, he saying? He's saying that he's being discriminated against for being a Latino. And uh, that's why they're not letting him umpire the big games in the postseason. He hasn't been able to be uh, to graduate because he's, he's being discriminated against. I would love to see some stats because whenever I watch the umpiring crews, they seem to be pretty diverse. Yeah, well, they they're going to do a psych evaluation on him now. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's how deep it is. So they're going to do a psych evaluation because he's literally known as the worst umpire in baseball. And there's actually somewhere on Twitter where you can go and they have they have a ten minute video conveni- conveniently titled "Angel Hernandez Sucks." <laughs> ten minutes worth of Angel Hernandez's bad calls. Ooh. Yeah, the guy is ridiculous, and I don't like him going to the race car just because he's not doing his job the right way. Wow. So shout out to Angel Hernandez. Oh, sound like shots fired at Angel Hernandez, <laughs> not shout out. Both. Wow. Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you today. We're going to have some interesting guests for the month of September. It's go time, and the ozone is growing. Thank you all for listening to us uh, and supporting us. We're going to leave you with a quote from Rabindranath Tagore. 
And he said the one who plants trees knowing that he will never sit in their shade has at least started to understand the meaning of life. We're in this thing together, folks. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and this is Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life.